Bechvod HaRav, El Presidente, this week's Parsha, Parsha Spekude, and also Chodesh Tov, Adar Bes. It's a time of revelation, a time of revealing the Panemius Satora, a time when the hidden comes to light. And this theme is echoed in Parsha Spekude. So the Orachayim, throughout the Parsha, he points out, there's a phrase repeated over and over again, as the Parsha goes into the details of what Moshe and Klai Yisrael were preparing, all the components of the Mishkan, Klai Yisrael would say, Ka'asher tziva Hashem Moshe, as Hashem commanded Moshe. Says the Or HaChayim, Klai Yisrael would declare, Ka'asher tziva Hashem es Moshe, as they worked on the Mishkan, because through using their speech and action to build the Mishkan, they rectified using their speech and action to erect and worship and dance around the Chet HaEgel. So going deeper, Rav Yochanan says in Maseches Gitin, in the Gemara, that only a small portion of the Torah was given Shebich Sav. The majority is Baal Peh. Each mitzvah represents much deeper concepts and ideas, some of which are revealed through Torah Shebaal Peh. Others we won't understand until Mashiach arrives, but the building of the Mishkan was performed while the builders, Klal Yisrael, would focus on the deep hidden meaning behind what they were actually doing. As just like we have a body and a soul, so too does a mitzvah have a body and a soul. The body is the action, is the actual physical mitzvah. And the soul of the mitzvah, as we spoke about a few weeks ago, is the intention with which we perform the mitzvah. What we're thinking about, how we're doing it, the energy we're, we're emitting as we're doing it. And says the Or HaChaim further, that the written word in the Torah exists in the physical realm and the panemius of the Torah, the deeper inner depth of the Torah, cannot be expressed on paper or parchment all the time. Sometimes only through speech, sometimes through song. Some concepts are so esoteric that they can only exist in thought. There are those who say that the Torah is chas v'shalom archaic. And we should, God forbid, not abide by its laws. Its laws are backwards. They are, they're old. They're, they're, there's no context for them today. They don't work. Not understanding the infinite wisdom behind each and every mitzvah, each word, each letter in the Torah. And how apropos this idea is, as we welcome Chodesh Adar Bes, as I mentioned, and prepare for Purim. And one of the things we celebrate is the acceptance of the Torah Shabbat Peh. And this concept in Purim of revealing the hidden. And the Shvile Pinchas provides an incredible Chiddush that really illustrates this idea that I want to share. So if you look at the beginning of the Parsha, Vitzalel ben Uri ben Chor lemate Yehuda asa eskol asher tziva Hashem Moshe. Vitzalel, son of Uri, son of Chor, of the tribe of Yehuda, had made all that Hashem had commanded Moshe. Now the Shvile Pinchas points out that this implies that there's some sort of a dispute over here. The Pasuk says that Betzalel did all that Hashem commanded Moshe, not that all Moshe commanded him. As if to say, Moshe may have misinterpreted or didn't quite relay the message exactly as Hashem intended to Betzalel, but nonetheless Betzalel was able to figure out and decipher how to construct the Mishkan and its components. And the Gemara and Brachos explains that Moshe instructed Betzalel to make the vessels, then make the Mishkan. But Betzalel retorts, we should make the house, we should make the Mishkan, and then we should make the, the various kalim to furnish it. Moshe responds, ah, you're correct. Perhaps you were in the shadow of Kale. Kale is one of the names of God, Aleph and Lamed. And that is how you knew. The Shvilei Pinchas explains that Moshe was alluding to Yaakov Avinu over here by saying, oh, you were in the shadow of Kale. 
as according to the Gemara, Hashem called Yaakov Avinu Keo in, in Parshas Bereshis, in, in Sefer Bereshis. So what does Yaakov Avinu have to do with the Mishkan? Why is he saying, oh, you must have been in the shadow of Kael, which the Shvile Pinchas says, oh, this is referring to Yaakov Avinu. What does Betzalah have to do with Yaakov Avinu? The Shvile Pinchas gives an amazing Chiddush. So Yaakov Avinu, we know, instructed his sons to take the cedar trees with him that he planted, plant them in the Midbar on their way to Egypt because he knew there would be a Mishkan in the future. And the beams of the Mishkan were made of cedar trees. So says Rav Shimon Bar Yochai Meseches Truma that Yaakov Avinu represented the middle bar that connected each of the bars that, that, that the Mishkan was comprised of. Why? Because Yaakov Avinu made sure the cedars were planted in the midbar for Klai Yisrael to use, to construct the Mishkan, right? Makes sense, but there's an even deeper connection between the cedar beams of the Mishkan and Yaakov Avinu. Says the Medrash, Yaakov Avinu instituted the Kriyas Shema. He composed it. Under what conditions did he create and institute the Kriyas Shema? When he was fleeing his brother Esav, when he was running from Beersheva to Haran. The Medrash compares Yaakov Avinu to someone who was running to a city of refuge, fleeing the relative of a victim of accidental murder trying to kill him. How so? How is Yaakov Avinu like an accidental murderer? He's an innocent man. He did absolutely nothing wrong. Explains the Zohar HaKadosh that Yaakov Avinu was the Gilgul, the reincarnation of Adam HaRishon. And what did Adam HaRishon do? He ate from the Eitz Hadas, bringing death to the world. Says Chazal, although Adam brought death to the world unintentionally, he still had to atone for his sin. And therefore, Hashem did what? He exiled Adam from Gan Eden, much like an unintentional murderer is exiled and must flee to a city of refuge. And Yaakov Avinu, as the Gilgul of Adam HaRishon, has to rectify the sin of Adam HaRishon. And this kind of explains the question of Chaz- that Chazal grappled with and many Mepharshim grapple with, that Yaakov was fearful, it says in the, in the Parsha, that Esau was going to kill him. Why would Yaakov be scared? He's a righteous man. Hashem's going to protect him. He, if he just has bitachon, how could he be scared? Because as it seems to be over here, he was in a sense like a roseach fleeing from a goal hadam and was therefore vulnerable. So what does this have to do with Kriyashima? In both Sefer Midbar and Devarim, we learn about the Irei Miklat, the, the cities of refuge that an accidental murderer has to flee to lest the relative of the murder victim kill him. How many cities were set up? How many cities were there? Six main cities and 42 sort of sub-cities. A total of 48 cities. If you look at the Kriya Shema, Shema Yisrael, Hashem, Elokeinu, Hashem, Echad. How many words is that? Six words. And if you take the Via Hafta paragraph, 42 words. Therefore, 42 plus 6, 48. There are 48 Irei Miklat and 48 words in the Kriya Shema. This is the deeper connection between Yaakov Avinu and the beams of the Mishkan. Okay, fine, but is there a connection between the Mishkan and the Chet Eitz Hadas? Says Rashi, the Mishkan was testimony for Klai Yisrael that the Rabboni Sha'olam rested his Shechina amongst them despite this, the huge sin that they did with the Chet Egel. They slept better at night. Oh, the Mishkan is up. Hashem's Shechina is over there. Okay, so we're still in good standing with the Rabboni Shalom. He forgave us. 
And while Matan Torah initially lifted the decree of death instituted upon mankind after the Chet Eitz Hadas, the Chet HaEgel caused the reinstitution of the decree of death upon mankind. So the Mishkan, which was used for people to bring korbanos to atone for accidental sin, consisted of how many beams? 48 beams. Therefore, the 48 beams correspond to the 48 words of Kriya Shema instituted by Yaakov Avinu, which he used to provide himself refuge from Esav because he was vulnerable for the quote-unquote inadvertent murder, so to speak, of mankind that Adam Rishon did, which Yaakov had to rectify, which also correspond to the 48 Ire Miklat, which provide refuge for inadvertent killers. And that is why Rav Shimon Bar Yochai compares Yaakov Avinu to the middle beams that connect the 48 standing beams of the Mishkan, as he not only represents the idea of atonement for inadvertent sin, but he foresaw that we would need the cedars to build the Mishkan in order to atone for the sin of the Cheta Ego. It's a handful. It's a lot to take in. Kind of difficult to follow, but the point is that it illustrates an even grander idea. There's nothing that we can take for granted in the Torah. Everything in the Torah, every letter, every nakuda, and everything in between is filled with depth and meaning even beyond the comprehension of the human mind. And how privileged we are to be Zohar, to have a chelek in the Torah, to taste from the sweetness of the Torah, to be able to connect to the wisdom of the Rabbana Shalom. What an amazing thing. We shouldn't take it for granted, and this is perhaps the main reason why we forbring Every other Thursday, which we're going to be doing again, another for bringing Bezras Hashem this coming Thursday, urging everyone to come and celebrate Torah with us, for bring with us, and enjoy and celebrate Havel Chaim. And before then, in the meantime, everyone should have an amazing Shabbos and a Chodesh Adar Best Tov.